Blog Talk Radio. Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling book, The Child Whisperer. You can find that at thechildwhisperer.com. And thank you for being a dedicated parent that wants to raise happy, successful, and cooperative children because I teach you how to do that in my book, The Child Whisperer. I will be taking live calls today. The phones are open, and I look forward to supporting you in your parenting goals. Just call in at 347-677-1963 and hit the one on number one on your phone. Our topic today is, are you exasperated with your child? Drained, try these tips. Now, I'm airing this. At, uh, it is the week of Thanksgiving, the live airing of this show. And so I learned something many, many years ago that creates um, a dilemma in the world of a mother. We tend to move into the holidays and take on more activities, more to-dos, more um, more goes into our execution of our time, but we didn't eliminate anything else. <laughs> we take on the holidays and, and we add more things in our life without eliminating other features of just being a mom. So you might find that you're trying to do a lot in a little bit of time with your regular standard uh, motherly roles, and if you're a working mom, that in itself is just added a lot on your plate, and you could be exasperated just because you're tired, but we'll get to some other tips. First, let's start with a success story, and I love your success stories. Thanks for sharing them at parenting at liveyourtruth.com. You have a success story, please share it, and um, I'm going to, right now, I haven't talked to my, this is sort of my in the moment spontaneity that comes out of me. I want to send this, to this mom a signed copy of The Child Whisperer for sending in her success story. I think that'd be a nice feature to add to the show. So I know my producer's listening to me right now. We'll take a note of that and look at that opportunity because I'm so grateful and I love giving back to you and sending you a signed copy. And you can either keep that for yourself or you can actually um, give the other book you have and keep the signed one. But maybe you've got a lot of underlining in that and you can keep both. But this mom shares, I'm a type 2 mom with a type 3 and a type 2 daughter. They are very young and my husband is a type 3. We have loved your book and listened to your podcast regularly. It is helping us to become successful parents that we strive diligent to be every day. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. So here, let's start with a uh, question that's in, in about a type 3 child who keeps stealing mom's lipstick. She writes, I'm a type 4. My type 3 five-year-old has repeatedly stolen my lipstick and put it on herself. This time she put it on a friend and went to that friend's house 
which is two blocks away. Then they took off another three blocks down the road and to see another friend and painted her face with my lipstick too. That girl's mom texted me to let me know they were heading yet to another th- house three blocks away. My daughter isn't even supposed to leave our yard. How am I supposed to deal with that? I couldn't be, I couldn't be pleasant. So I told her I was very unhappy and sent her to her room while I decided how to react. I am mad, capitalized mad, M-A-D. This issue of her stealing my stuff has ex- escalated. Money, jewelry, makeup, perfume, the rubber bands for my braces, you name it. It makes me so upset that she takes my things. We have had several calm conversations about why it is wrong to take things that don't belong to you. So now I'm just ticked. She knows it's wrong. I've been trying to honor her big energy, but no matter how big she thinks she is stealing is wrong. And taking off and that far away is not okay with me. The stealing is constant daily, in fact. This morning I found her with my money and a special silver box from my mom that she removed from my dresser. I'm having a hard time not taking it personally because she targets me. She doesn't steal from my husband, just me. I'm guessing she is mad at me. Do you have any insight? Yes, I have all kinds of insights for you, Mom. First of all, your daughter loves a reaction. She's three years old. No, five years old. She's little. You're a type four. You like to reason about things. You like to talk it out. If I can get through to you and you can see how unreasonable this is, You'll stop doing it. Your type three, five-year-old daughter doesn't respond to reasoning. You're probably making all kinds of great sense. You're being reasonable. You've been reasonable. You like to reason. You're a type four. You think things through. Type threes, we don't think it through. We move. We think it through while we're doing it. We think it's amazing to have be challenged. We love to get a reaction out of people. Preferably, we'd love a positive one. Uh, But your daughter's only, she gets a rise out of you over and over. Wow, look how you react. And quite honestly, when you've got a five-year-old, you've got to create boundaries. And those boundaries look like you've got to put it in a room that you can lock. Let's say you can put a lock on your bedroom and you've got a key, but you've got to basically keep her out of the space. Lock it up. If it's most of this stuff is in your personal space that I'm reasoning here, my sense of reason is saying your jewelry, your makeup, your perfume, your rubber bands for your braces is in your bedroom and bathroom. Lock your bedroom. She can't get to it. Just lock it out of her space. You've got to create that with a any toddler, and she's just now growing out of her toddler face, type three toddlers. It does not work to reason with them. You have to create a physical boundary. You can't get to it. You can't get to it. I have succeeded in preventing you from accessing the things that you are now being challenged. See, you're challenging her in a way. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, yeah, watch me do it. I get a reaction out of mommy. I want you to compare in a day's time how many positive reactions you deliver to this child versus your negative ones. Count them. And to what degree is your, how passionate are you? We're about passionate responses. I'd like for you to count in one day and then look at your last week. Look at yesterday. I would like you to count, literally sit down and count. How many positive, highly emotional, positive responses you have given to your type 3 child versus highly emotional, negative responses of, 
No, don't do that. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm frustrated with you. Compare them. Count them. Where do you have more? Okay, now I would I would suspect that you're going to have possibly no positive ones, zero, you know, or very, very few. And so if your child responds to, your child's just built, just this is her nature to generate energy, to generate a reaction. It's her movement. My action creates a reaction. And you've established a pattern of her misbehaving, creating a negative reaction is now the norm. But it's still functioning in her action, creating a reaction. That's never going to go away. I, if you please read and go through my free beauty po, my my free energy profiling course. Go to dressingyourtruth.com forward slash free course. Go through the videos. When you get to the type three section, I talk about type three energy as a movement, that it's active, reactive energy. I'd also suggest you read my book, It's Just My Nature. You need to learn more about the function of her movement. Her action creates a reaction. You've now got it um, patterned to be one in a negative scenario. You've got to swing that to how how many times can I catch my daughter in something amazing and give her a highly emotional positive response that her action creates a very passionate positive reaction from me. And you're going to get the attention on the positive then. And again, another book I've written I highly recommend is Remembering Wholeness. What you focus on, you generate more of. Yeah, you're creating this experience basically because you have so much energy around it. You want to shift the pattern and start focusing on what you want and focus your emotional energy on that by action, reaction. How many times can you catch your daughter in something positive and react to it favorably? And create the physical boundary, lock your door, lock your bedroom. So I love that answer. I love that I can help these wonderful type 3 little children that honestly have no desire to displease their parent. Every child innately wants love and validation from their mommy and daddy. It's in there. It's in, unfortunately, it's innate in us. Otherwise, we wouldn't all grow up to create codependent relationships in our world. Codependency is a byproduct of not getting our needs met in a favorable way and our getting emotionally favorable responses from our parents. And... Uh, being able to, you know, we're still, our inner child is still walking around the planet go, notice me, validate me, tell me I'm wonderful, tell me I'm loved, tell me I'm okay. That's codependency. And we all have an innate need to be loved and honored and our parents to think favorably of us and think we're amazing, wonderful human beings. Otherwise, we wouldn't be broken adults and wounded and I wouldn't even have a company because we would have never been affected by any of our parents' um, accidental neglect because I'd say for the most part the majority of parents are good they're not around going around blatantly abusing their children I just happen to have that unique minority experience where I had such a very deeply wounded father that he wounded his own children and you know I've told that story many many times I, I forgive my dad he did the best he knew how with what he had been given Next question, this comes from a type 1 mom. It says, no, 
Mommy, let's see, we'll see in here. Mom's a type two. My type one five-year-old son struggles with anxiety. I'm a type two mom, and he is our only child. I've never really had anxiety, so I struggle to understand it. It's been very draining to me. He wants me in the site most of the time. He calls me, and I don't respond ASAP or don't hear him. He'll start to panic as if I've abandoned him. He seems okay to leave me to go to school or Sunday school because those are fun experiences he looks forward to. Any suggestions on how to encourage him that I'm here and won't leave him? Even as I write this, my husband is home working on house things, and my son has been in my room 10 times in the last 30 minutes of me, of me, of me time, which is time I wanted to just be alone. Help. So my sense is this is going back possibly to his birth. I don't know his birth story. If you were working with me one-on-one in a coaching session, which just a little um, shout-out, I do offer those still. You can uh, inquire about those by writing expert services at dressingyourtruth.com, I think it is. Just write support at liveyourtruth.com. It'll get to me. If you're interested in coaching with me, I've worked, um, I do child whisper coaching and I also do life coaching and energy healing work. They're, they're on that. Um, higher end of cost, but what I bring is in one hour I can accomplish because of my expertise and my intuitive gifts and and understanding people at the deep level that I do, I'm able to accomplish what would take multiple hours for someone else to assist you. And I I had a really good track record in that, so I'm happy to help. But anyway, in this case, I would ask you what's the child's birth story. There was some abandonment scenario that's still playing out because you even said um, there's this panic anxiety that comes up. And I have, I'm going to ask, um, look in the copy once this gets, that there'll be a link to the birth clearing. You need to do a birth clearing proxy session for him. I offered one on the carolblog.com, and I think there's one in our podcast archives. Um, I need to have my producer follow up with me and tell me what's the best resource I should be sharing with people in these so that uh, I send you to the best resource. But there's some old birth energy playing out for him. Did he get taken away from you right after he was born? Was there anything that happened where he was distant from you? Even if it might seem insignificant to you, there could have been a sense of panic. It could be an old energy, too, that comes from your birth story or his dad. See, these are old energies that just are running through his system. I'd also encourage you to learn to do the... um, daily energy routine that's taught in Donna Eden's um, book, Energy Medicine. I do have those. uh, There are some resources on the carolblog.com that you can access that will have uh, lots of mini healing sessions in there. And I know there's some birth clearing ones in there as well. And the daily energy routine is very simple. You're just learning to reset your energy and being able to, like the three thumps, um, and the fight and flight, and I can teach you those just simply even verbally. If you tap on your collarbone points five, six times with heavy thumps, you tap under your arm, tap on your sternum, tap, tap. I'm all, mommy's always there for me. I'm safe no matter where I am. Mommy loves me. Repeat after me, but do it to a type 1 energy and then tap under your armpits about five, six inches down from your armpit. Tap, tap, tap. And now your fight and flight energy runs along the meridian that goes from the corner of, actually from your ring finger up the side of your arm, up and over your shoulder, to the bottom of your ear, back of your ear, up around to your temple. 
You want to flush those backwards. So you start at the temples. You can even bring him close to you and sweep your fingers from the temples up and over the top of the ear, under the earlobe, down the neck, up over the shoulder, off the arm, off the ring finger, three, four times. And have him go swish, 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 and just swish it off. Just release it. And you'll be able to reset his energy. But you've got some old energies playing out that this triggers. And you can shift this, but you've got to reset the energy. Try those two techniques. Let me know how that goes for you, because I think that will really work um, readily. The energy daily energy routine has some other um, pieces to it as well. And um, I got I got to remember I got so much stuff out there. See, I want to get better at knowing. Go here to find this, and I'm not sure if I've created a video with that whole routine. There's the spinal flush. I know I've created a video blog on that, and that can be found as well um, on the Carol blog. So, let's see. Phone lines are open. Give me a call at 347-677-1963. the number one on your phone. I'd love to talk to you today. Another email question that came in... Um, I'm a type 4 mom. My question is regarding my type 4 daughter. If ever a child has pushed a mother's buttons to the breaking point, it is her. Naturally, she likes to do things her way in her time, and that's where my main problem is. Her time frame does not work for me. I find myself constantly snapping at her to finish her homework, to get out the door for school. Sometimes she doesn't turn in her schoolwork because she doesn't get it done in time. How do I honor this bold, fiery force without letting her rule the roost and without losing my mind? I don't have an age on, let's see, seven-year-old. Okay, grade school, she's old enough to know there's consequences. You're still, she's still feeling like it's not her time. She is still operating by your time because you're letting her know. Because you've got to let her get the natural consequence. You say... Um, I don't know her options for getting to school, but if she doesn't turn her homework in, let the teacher work that out with her. Let the grade system affect her. Um, have a con- that conversation would look like, honey, I, um, I, don't, I'm, I don't want you to turn your homework in because of me. I want you to turn in because that's what you want. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand, I'm gonna take my. I'm going to make that you're the authority over your homework. Do you understand the consequences if you do not? Don't tell them to her because she probably does, you know. She's going, yeah, duh. What will affect my grade? My teacher will be upset. Okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm. if you choose not to, then you'll have to address those side effects. You'll be the one that be responsible for those side effects because I know it's not supportive to you for me for you to do this for me. I really want to. Uh, I, I got in your way. You are the authority over your homework, and you're showing me that by choosing to do it your way. So I will not. Do you want me to comment? Do you want me to give you any feedback when you do choose to turn it in? Do you want me to acknowledge it and say that was great? Good for you. You want to come and tell me what you're doing? How do you want to work me supporting you? I'm still your parent. How can I support you in this? What would work for you? 
ask her the same thing about her getting out the door. I've been, yeah, tell her what you've told me. Um, Not that you're you're pushing me. I know you like to do things your way, honey. Has she read, have you read to her or has she read the type four section of the child whisperer? Number one, empower her. Let her know what you know about her and let her know it herself. And then have these conversations. Um, We keep having these battles. I don't want to battle with you anymore. I want to honor you as your own authority. How would you solve these? How would you, what are your suggestions? How would you, what are some reasonable solutions here? Figure it out. I want you to figure it out, honey. How can we make this work for both of us? How can we make this work for both of us? And then listen to her and then say, well, I have some questions. What about this? Well, what if this happens? How would you deal with that? Invite her to come up with the resolution. Rather than just, again, you've never enrolled her, is my sense. You've never invited her to come up with the resolution that you can then both agree to and talk about and figure it out together. So she feels she's had a say. My sense is she feels she still has no say in any of these scenarios. And what can you empower her with is saying, like the homework thing, the out the door for the school. See, I don't know if there's a school bus to catch. If it's too far for her to walk, it's not safe. There's some variables in there that that's not as easily turned over. But I'd still ask her to come up with a resolution that you can both agree to, but let her lead that conversation. And again, inform her, educate her, help her learn about her true nature and that you're both a type four. So that you both have this preference to being the one that that holds the um, authoritative role. And so you've got to keep discerning how much, what is she old enough to be an authority of and help her understand, well, I still feel I should be the authority over this in your world. How do you feel about that? Because what she agrees, see, type fours don't have issues with authority, people that have authority roles or authority figures when they feel they are respected and when they feel they have a rightful um, a right to that role. Like I am an authority to a lot of type fours with the information that I have am the author of, that I am the one that created it. They see me as an authority that has a rightful respectful place in their world because I honor their role as an authority, see? So type fours don't, type fours can, I I just, type four people do not have to have issues with people in authority. It's just what creates the issue is not about someone having authority. It's the type four not feeling respected by the person that has the authority. And my sense is you've never had this conversation with her. So make sure you have that conversation. Um, phone lines are open. It's kind of my last call out. I know it's a at the time of this live broadcast. It's a busy week in your world with the holidays coming up. So maybe we'll have a shorter shorter broadcast today. But if you've got a question, now's the time to call in three four seven six seven seven one nine six three. Press the number one on your phone and. I'll give you a moment for that. But, 
again, I'll go back to my original thought on exasperation being in a place of overwhelm. Please understand uh, that you, you've not taken anything out of your daily routine when you enter the phase of the holidays. You just basically add more to your daily routine. And so what can you take away right now to free up some time and energy and what can you modify in your holiday decisions and commitments and functions and activities so that you maintain balance and the holidays are one of an uplifting feeling? I've been teaching for years. Your children will not remember how – your children won't, for most cases, they might remember a couple things that they received throughout their childhood. But for a large measure, your children will remember how they felt during the holidays more than what they were given. And I know that because of my experience in my holiday years as a child, the holiday months, is it was a very stressful, very difficult time, and I remember feeling all that. And so it was a goal of mine as a parent. I do remember one gift I was given, very specifically. There's a couple I remember, but when I was in grade school, portable hair dryers were coming on the market and was this skinny little um, kind of, it looked like a, um, first it was actually about the size of a uh, eight and a half by 11 manila folder, maybe a little bigger than that. And some of you in my age group can remember these. You pulled out a hose. It was a dryer, a hair dryer. And then you hooked on the cap. And then you turned it on, and the warm air blew through the hose that would um, compact into the little unit when you were done with it. But I remember getting that when I was eight or nine years old, and I was so excited about that to have this hair dryer. Other than that, I just remember uh, my dad getting mad a lot during the holidays. In fact, I've just, I have a blog post coming up in the next couple weeks on the Child Whisper blog on how to not re-wound your children during the holidays. And it's my story of changing this pattern of the holidays setting me up to be emotionally stressed and then act out towards my children, that I was taking a pattern that I'm pretty sure preceded my father, uh, high tensions and, and lots of emotional wounding in that time of year and how to switch it. So look forward to that blog post if you're vulnerable to that because I, I learned to do that so that we had very positive holiday experiences with our own kids and I was able to change that pattern completely, which I'm very thankful for because you want the holidays. You want every day to be a happy day for your children, to be a day of feeling safe and loved in your own family. And you just want that to be connected to the holidays too. So don't let's not say we have to make more of an effort this time of year. We just get to make a little more special effort because we can be set up to be more vulnerable to our own emotions. We've got some callers. Let's take those. Audrey is on the line with me. Hi, Audrey. Hello, Carol. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Again, I actually met you in Chicago when you came to visit. But <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Thanks. Good. How can I help you today? Well, I'm calling about my um, type 3 son. He is almost three years old, and um, we struggle a lot with getting him to sleep. Like, he maybe only sleeps five or six hours a night, 
and then he's grouchy and just um what's his bedtime know. and what's his routine right now um well right after dinner we usually take a bath and then after bath we go and get our jammies on we read a couple books and then it's lights out but he wants what time um um we start usually about six and usually lights out is by seven is he napping still uh, only occasionally, maybe two days a week or so. Now, the days he naps, do you notice the bedtime is diff- more difficult? The days he doesn't, it's a little easier? He's sleeping more? Uh, it's it's more difficult on the nights, that he, on the days that he naps, because it seems like he naps late. Yeah. Like, he just passes out at yeah, 4 o'clock. He, and- he's in this, yeah, he's in this funky stage where he doesn't quite need the nap, the nap is too, it feels restrictive. It feels like you're you're tying me down. You know, it's like no, let me yeah. be free. And so that you're in this funky stage where he's not quite there where he doesn't need a nap. But if you give him the nap, it kind of messes up everything else. And so right. I would keep him up. I would not let him nap. And it's going to be a little challenging because they can be irritable. But make sure that he's got something to be engaged in so that he's just not grumpy and irritable. Push him, though. Push him to get at least till 6, okay? And you've got to run that energy out the latter half of the day. Tire him out so he just crashes. If he's too solitary in screen time, whether it's tablets, TV, he's too sedentary in the day, start noticing that. Are those the days he's more challenged to get to bed? Because see, when a type 3 is sedentary, they're in their heads not expelling energy from their physical body. And as a toddler, that's, that's creating imbalance. When a type 3 toddler is so sedentary and in their head, meaning watching, engaging with interactive games, their bodies aren't moving. They okay. need more body. They need more body movement than intellectual stimulation, basically. And I bet you'll find the days he's getting more intellectual stimulation, he's irritable. He's out of balance in everything. You eating bedtime, he's just going to be reactive. The days okay. he has more physical expression, more physical outlet, everything, and he's fed properly. And get make sure he's getting enough water. He has a you know a clean diet. He's not eating a lot of junk food or because the physical, a three-year-old type three is going to be affected dramatically by the physical support. So no more really, there'll be maybe after 10, maybe eight, nine, 10 days where he'll just crash at four. And my daughter found that he almost, Joseph at age three, she was, I know this because I observed what she did with him and it was like, wow, you can't really give him a nap, but he really can't get through without an, you know, it's tricky some days. But boy, right. he learned, she taught him that when he went to bed, he was so tired, he just crashed. Just bam, he was oh. out. And okay. that's the pattern so you want to get physical. him into. Yeah, okay. so the whole ritual is a little tedious, see? The bath, the reading, that's like boring. <laughs> Would you? Okay. I, in my notes, it says you're a type three. Would you like the same routine every night, or would you get tired of it and go, "This is so boring"? 
Yeah, no, I wouldn't like that. So, yeah. So what kind of activity could you replace rather than the reading? You know, sometimes bring in the reading book because maybe he'll be so tired he'll fall asleep while you're reading the book. But maybe he doesn't, maybe <laughs> the bath, it, no, I don't know. See, you've got to play with what supports him, but you really want to set in the pattern that he's so worn out, the minute his head hits the pillow, the kid's asleep because that's the potential with a type 3 child. Okay. Okay, I will try that. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye-bye. My next caller is Debbie. Debbie, you're on the line. Hello. Debbie's another type 3 mom. Yeah, I think we must be the ones having problems. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on this time of year. We, We tend to overdo the holidays. I should do a show. We... To every we absolutely do. do not overdo the holidays. And I will I am the queen of overdoing the holidays. So nowadays I'm like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> do the bare minimum if I did so much years past. But go ahead yeah, with your I question. Agree with that. <laughs> um well first of all, I want to you. I actually came across your name back a few months ago and it was more of kind of a funny story because I have two friends that are familiar with your work and I had um, done some other applied kinesiology work and studied a lot of different things. And so your name was mentioned to me twice within a matter of 24 hours. So I'm like, okay, I've got to figure out who this Carol Pell lady is because apparently I need to. And I just dove right into all three of your books. I've actually purchased several of your courses and have been, been oh, studying you. your work for the last few months. So you're incredible, Thank you. and one day I know I'll be able to meet you, so I'll look forward to that. Great. Where, where um, do you live? My, I live in Layton, Utah, so I'm not that far from you. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm doing – we don't do as many live events in Utah. Well, yeah, anyway, if you're on the email list, just stay posted, and things will present themselves as opportunities to meet me. But don't try – we do have a store, Dressing Your Truth store here in Utah, that it'd be very rare that you would come to the store and I would be standing there, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I I really look forward to meeting you because I've got an incredible well, story. You. And your material well, – thank you. I mean, if you were to talk to my husband, your material has just made such a huge difference Good. for me and my life and family and the course that we've been going on. So I thank look forward you. to sharing that with you. Absolutely. Thanks. So my question is, between my husband and I, we have – a blended family of 10 children. His kiddos range from 25 down to 13, and mine range from 14 down to 6 as of today. And our son, Jacob, is uh, 13. He's a type 1. And because of of the circumstances, he's my husband's child, his baby, his youngest child. Okay, so you're the stepmom. Yes, yes. And okay. fortunately, he has custody of the kids. So the kids live with us, and they're with us 24-7. Okay. So okay. I've kind of stepped into the pattern of, of being his mom, and we have a great relationship. He respects and adores me and vice versa. Good kid. You know, very, very, very smart and creative. Um, but when it comes to doing work like math in school or even just his um, chores, because we have charts that we run in our home, of chores that the kids do. They have a zone they're supposed to do every night and then their bathroom once a week and keep the room tidy. So anytime it comes okay. down to doing his chores, he just 
shuts down. I, I try to come up with ideas of ways to make it fun, but okay. he doesn't really respond. He just automatically um, comes down. Is he now? Like, has he ever learned? Has he ever been? Have you ever read the book to him? Does he know he's a type one? Does he have an operating insight to his nature? I haven't read it to them yet. I have talked to them about their natures and explained um, some of the character traits that he has, the positives, but we're actually kind of, anyway, getting into that in the next month of having the kids read their sections and having a better understanding of who they are and their tendencies and gifts. Okay, so really, this would be my way of dealing with it. I would make it fun to read the book, like, um, for Emmy. You know, every every section is read the key things he might need to read, and you read it to him. Then he read a little to you. Make them short, little 10, 12-minute interactions. Then say uh-huh. to him, he's 13, so you say, I'm really noticing that you're not responding favorably and wanting to cooperate when it comes to chores and schoolwork. And I think it's probably because you're not having any fun. What do you, but you have to have a knowledge first of what the, he, who he is. Then again, right. now ask him, why do you resist these things? What, what, what don't you like about him? And listen, don't come back with, ex- well, see, a parent can't, they'll shut a child down when a child starts to share and they start to offer their opinion or they defend themselves or they start to try and change their child's mind. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 just be quiet and say, tell me more. Tell me more. And then say, well, what do you think a solution would be? Because, you know, you're in a household where you just, you're going to have chores and you're going to have schoolwork. They're not going away. Right. That, that's a given. Not going away. Just like when you get up in the morning, you have to get dressed. So we're going to group it with that. You know, you don't go out of the house naked. And you're going to live in this family. You're going to have chores. And you're going to go to school. You're going to have schoolwork. What do you? What's a, he's the idea kid. What are your ideas? What are your ideas that how, you come up with some ideas that I can support you with that you can be successful with these functions of life? What are your ideas? How can it be more fun and light for you? And is there anything I do that really you feel sh- shuts you down? Makes it hard for you. Tell yeah, me. I, I want really to know. Like that. Yeah, I really like that question. Anything your dad does, we want to know because we do not want to shut you down. But we don't want to back off. You know, we're your parents. There's going to be chores. There's going to be schoolwork. Those are not going away. So we got to come to some resolutions here. So that's how you approach. We seem to be. I just come up twice now with two questions with today's podcast, inviting your children, if they're old enough, to share what they feel would be a resolution. For a type one, it would be, what are your ideas? For a type two, it would be, what plan do you have? Come up with a plan that would resolve this. For type three, it would be, what action can you take? What action can you take to change this? See the difference with each four. Type four, I said earlier, what figure out how can you be an authority over this and make it work see so each child mm-hmm. has a different door you go through so i want your ideas how can we this be more light and fun for you so you're wanting to do it you're engaged 
and let him share. But first, make sure he knows this information enough that he can honor himself from that knowledge. Yeah, and the great thing is he's actually really open to it just because he's watched me with all the things that I've studied over the last couple years. And even with addressing your truth and going through my whole wardrobe and changing everything, my kids are adorable to come up. How's this for my energy? Does this look good on me? Does this work? Well, then go to that (laughs) next level with the information with him. Right. Okay. Okay. Hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate your help. Hope to meet you someday. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. So, great callers, that seems to sell. My takeaway today, when you're exasperated with a child, good chance that child's not getting through to you and being heard. So, in each case that we talked about today, in the toddler, you know, there's different age range variations, but you're, you have, an oper- you have a, a, a knowledge of the child whisper with not enough implementation in the practical ways you're dealing with it. And so the older your children get, make sure that they're aware, they have a working knowledge of who they are, that they can contribute to the solution through those four, the four, the four variables that I shared for each type. And if they're smaller, what boundaries do you need to set in place and how can you support them functioning in a way that you're taking away that which is causing them to be re, um misbehaving and we only covered the type three today as far as setting the physical boundary and so we might have to explore that a little more with each of the three other types um, talking about my daughter's going to be coming on the show in a couple weeks to talk about best tips for toddlers very specifically for parenting toddlers so I think we can cover that there and expand that um, that idea that I presented with the type three with the toddler misbehaving and exasperating parents. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in today. Go to the blog, thechildwhisper.com. Click on the blog where you're going to see my latest post of how to um, stop. We can influence our children's attitudes and their perceptions of our extended family by the way we talk about them unknowingly, that we set our children up to create challenging relationships with extended family by our passing conversations about them. And this time of year, especially when we're interacting with more extended family, go get some tips on how to change those conversations so that you create favorable extended family relationships that allow your children to continue to heal extended family relationships through generations ongoing by the way we talk about our family members. So check out the Child Whisper blog at thechildwhisper.com. I invite you to write in with your questions and concerns at parenting at liveyourtruth.com and continue to share this wonderful book. It's a great, great gift to give away this time of year. Give a copy of the Child Whisper to one of your friends or loved ones and they'll be thanking you. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. And because it's the week of Thanksgiving at the time of this live broadcast, happy Thanksgiving to all those that that celebrate that holiday. I'm thankful for all of you and the difference you're making in the world by making a difference in your families. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to 
parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.